We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here. This is Lakers Nation Live. The Lakers drop the season opener to the Denver Nuggets. Felt kind of like the way last season ended. We saw a lot of similarities, but plenty of talk about in this one. Some surprising things that we saw both from the Lakers and from the Denver Nuggets. Some some outliers, perhaps, as well on both sides. Some things that we really need to get into. So welcome in. Those of you joining over here on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, seeing a lot of comments coming flying in as well. Facebook, Twitter, I should say X. Welcome to you guys. And of course, podcast listeners, always appreciate all of you joining over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever it is that you listen to podcasts. Again, Lakers, it was a frustrating one. It felt similar to what we've already seen from this team back in the playoffs, but we'll talk through it and see what's what maybe we need tonight a little bit of optimism joining me is the optimist himself matt peralta matt um is it an oversimplification to say this game was the playoffs all over again um no I do not think it is an oversimplification. Um, I'm sure we will have a lot to dive into tonight, Trevor. Uh But um, I think me and basically everyone else in the Lakers fan base came to the same conclusion. I even tweeted this out too during the game. It just felt a lot like the playoff series. Uh, Lakers go down big, try to come back, uh, get within like a possession or two. Nuggets answer, rinse and repeat. Exactly what happened tonight. And I already have seen many, many comments spelling the Lakers' downfall already. And I think that's something to remember. This is game one of an 82-game season, right? And on one hand, you can't underreact to what we've seen. And by the way, thank you for our guy Brad, who's gifting another Lakers Nation membership. Always very cool to see. Um, On one hand, you can't underreact to this. This is something... This is now five games in a row when you go back to last season that they've lost to the Denver Nuggets. Five games that they've lost with a similar game script the way it's played out. Denver just hitting shots down the stretch, just executing and hitting shots. The Lakers missing shots when they need to. The big moments, Denver's the team that comes up big and the Lakers are the team that is incapable of doing so. Uh, But 
again, we've got a long way to go and a lot can happen over the course of, of a season. So we can't underreact, but you also don't want to overreact in game one of an 82 game season. Yeah. Um, you'd like to try and stay water as much as possible. Uh -huh. Um, I know a lot of fans were coming into this game with high hopes, just given how much trash talking the Denver organization was doing during the off season and all this hype and excitement about the new Lakers roster, all this talent, all this depth, healthy LeBron, healthy AD, all this good stuff coming into game one. And, uh, for them to lose is obviously disappointing, but I think it's just important to remember that, you know, it's still very early on in the season. Um, that's like a no brainer. Um, I think you and I even went through like the first 10 games the last podcast we did. And we said the Lakers would be, you know, would look good at seven and three, six and four, you know, somewhere mm -hmm. around then. So you and I weren't projecting them to go undefeated. And I think you and I were probably also thinking the same thing that opening that was probably going to be a loss for the Lakers. Um, but all that being said is still so, so, so much regular season left to go. I am not down on this team one bit. I think there were a lot of good things to take out of this game, but the result just wasn't quite there for us tonight. I, I actually, I thought the Lakers were going to win this one. I thought the oh. Lakers were going to come in fired up and frankly pissed off. I thought they were, they would come in looking like a team that had been stewing over this all summer and were going to be the more aggressive, more energized team. And I don't think we really saw that. Not saying they played with poor energy. I don't think they did. I thought their energy level was was fine, but I didn't think this was like a particularly uh, superhuman performance from the league. Like I expected to see them get out here and them to be the team that's getting to every loose ball, them to be the team getting all these bounces because they're flying all over the floor because they've spent all summer stewing over all of this. And instead, I thought the energy level was about the same for both teams. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can totally see that point. I think for me, it's just I, I think there were going to be a lot of moving parts to this Lakers roster. Um, I think things are still going to take time. Obviously, mm -hmm. we saw a lot of good things in the preseason, but I do think that, you know, some of the role guys that the Lakers brought in, we're going to need some time to get up to speed and really mesh on the court. Um, I think missing Vando hurt just a little bit tonight, too. Um, and yeah, I, I still think, you know, Darwin's going to have to figure some things out. There are definitely some things I think we can be critical of, but I mean, ultimately these are the defending champions for a reason. They brought back almost essentially the same roster. So I, I was going to give them an edge coming into tonight, but I definitely was hoping for the Lakers to pull this one out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping, especially when they cut it down to like a three point lead, but then Denver just responded, went on a quick run and that, and that was pretty much the end there. Um, quick look, we're going to get into some of our awards, certainly get into our super chat here in just a moment, uh, but quick look at the stat sheet. Anthony Davis, this is going to be a talking point, and I know I'm not going to get into it now because I know it's in our Super Chats. 17 points, uh, eight boards, four assists, two blocks, six for 17 shootings, not great. But 17, eight, and four, you think, okay, that's not bad. He had 17 points at halftime. That's 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 concerning. That's something that, that we're going to have to talk about in this show. Torrey and Prince. Oh, yeah. Torian Prince, Torian Prince said, you're giving the job back to Vando when he gets healthy? Are you sure? 18 and three for Torian Prince, four for six from deep, six of eight shooting. LeBron James, 21, eight and five. Okay. But Matt, look at the minutes. Yep. 29 minutes played for LeBron James in this game. And no, he was not in foul trouble, committed one foul. That is something we need to discuss further in depth. D'Angelo Russell, I hoped he would have the bounce back, the revenge game, 11 and seven for D'Lo, four for 12 shooting, two and five from three is, is just fine, but not the preseason D'Lo that we saw 
uh, in this outing. Austin Reeves also did not shoot well. Four for 11, one of two from deep. Eight boards, four assists, two steals, 14 points for Austin. Uh, the Lakers bench, you had a few guys who, who did some stuff. But Rui Hachimura, subpar game from him. Six points on three for 10 shooting. Christian Wood was three for four. He did some good things out there. Interesting that Jackson Hayes was the go-to guy. But the biggest surprise of the game, Cam Reddish oh, getting yeah. over Max Christie. And you know what? I thought Max Christie was better in preseason. I was shocked when Darvin went to Cam Reddish. And Cam, I thought, played pretty darn well. I was impressed. Seven points. I thought he did some really good things defensively. Only this time, the offensive game wasn't as clunky. Hit a three. Had a really nice second and third effort play uh, to get a layup. Finish was, again, seven points, four boards, 18 minutes. But I liked what we saw out of Cam Reddish in this one. Gabe Vincent, night to forget, six points. Minus 17 and plus minus three for eight shooting. 0 for four from three, not the Lakers debut we wanted to see there. Uh, Matt, anything in particular that jumps out at you? Again, I know we'll get into a lot of it with our, our chat questions here. Um, yeah, I mean, there was definitely a lot just in this box score alone. Um, sure. I think the thing that sticks out to me, obviously, is LeBron's minutes usage, um, which, again, I'm sure we will talk about later. Um, the only other thing I can really... I, I could probably generally say is that um, this was just a rough night for anyone not a starter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that is a combination of things. But um, I will say that, um, you know, in the playoffs, the Lakers were able to get by with just, you know, three or four guys at most playing well. But I think when you're going to start playing these elite teams like the Nuggets and the Suns on Thursday, you're going to need contributions from everyone in order to pull these kinds of games out. So um, that is a little bit concerning. Uh, But otherwise, you know, um, again, game one against the defending champions who we talk a lot about their offensive um, efficiency, but they're also a very, very good defensive team. I thought we saw that a lot tonight too. So by the way, Next game, Phoenix Suns, and get this, Matt. I know this is not the spin Phoenix will put on this. Bradley Beal sitting out right now. Mm-hmm. The opener against yep. the Golden State Warriors intends to play on Thursday against the Lakers. So if you want to look at it this way, the way I'm going to look at it, the Suns are load managing Bradley Beal in game one of the regular season so he can be 150% ready to play the Lakers on Thursday. Yep. Uh, so much for the NBA's rest rules. Am I right? <laughs> it's last season all over again, Matt. We saw so many guys return just in time to play the Lakers last season. And this is the way it's starting out now this season. Um, all right, let's get into some of our chat questions. We do have some awards as well to get to, but Ace of hearts, said, seems like all of our re-signs got paid and forgot how to play basketball. So the guys who the Lakers re-signed, Jared Vanderbilt, out of action. Austin Reeves, okay, not great. Just an okay performance. D'Angelo Russell, again, just okay at best. Like, you know, Austin at least helped out on the boards in this one. Um, and, and then Rui Hachimura, not a great game from him. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, Anthony, not, Anthony Davis even extension, and he was good in the first half, but second half kind of kind of fell by the wayside, offensively mo, anyway. Mo money, mo problems, Trevor. That is is that uh, what it is? That is what uh, that is the conclusion I just came to right now. No, 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 no. Obviously not. Um, but look, it is it is concerning when your I believe second, third, and fourth highest players on the team do not. Well, I mean, I guess after the stars, um, do not show up in a big game like tonight. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like we we talk a lot about talent and depth, but that talent and depth still needs to play well for yes. the Lakers to win games. So absolutely. yeah, this was this was absolutely disappointing for sure. But um, again, I'm going to preach patience, um, and I will continue to scream that at the top of my lungs um, because this is one game out of 82. I think there is so much time left for the Lakers to figure things out. Um, and to be honest with you, Trevor, I would happily trade this position right now than where we were just last year. So sure. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, when I, when I was looking at the stat sheet, it's interesting that the key areas that I look for turnovers, offensive rebounds, free throw attempts and percentage there, they were all fine. They were all fine. They were all you know, about what you know. I mean, the Lakers in game one of the regular season only had 11 turnovers. Like that's that's pretty good. That's a pretty clean game for game one of the regular season, right? And then offensive rebounds. The Lakers actually won the offensive rebound battle, thirteen to nine. Okay, right? Uh, they got they hit fifteen to twenty from the free throw line, which okay. The Nuggets were only uh, nine of twelve, but Denver shot fifty three percent from the field and forty one percent from three. The Lakers shot forty six and thirty five, and I'm rounding up to get there on both. That's that's the game. The Nuggets just hit shots, made plays that got themselves good looks, and the Lakers did not when when it mattered. And um, you know, unfortunately, that's very similar to what we saw play out uh, during the um, during the playoffs. And it was a lot of the guys that the Lakers did bring back that unfortunately were were missing shots in this one. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's going to be really, really hard to beat the Nuggets when they're executing like that on the floor. Um, and look, I think uh, the difficult part about this game was that in the non-Jokic minutes, the Lakers looked really good. But as soon as he came back on the floor, it's like they just kind of forgot like how how to go about doing things on both mm-hmm. ends of the floor. And, you know, I think that's just kind of the same story. We saw this, we saw the same thing with the Lakers, right? Like LeBron James gets is subbed out in the fourth quarter and the Nuggets go back on a run. He comes back yep. in. It's it's already too late. It's it's sort of the same issue, except I think this in this case, the Nuggets supporting cast was a lot better than the Lakers. Which is this was supposed to be the problem that was solved. And, and again, one game is way too small of a sample size to say that the problem hasn't been solved. But the Lakers' depth is something that we've talked about all summer. On paper, they look like a deep team. On paper, they solve the problem where when LeBron goes out, the team kind of falls to pieces. And yet, as Madison mentions here, Denver goes on runs when LeBron goes to the bench. We've seen that since LeBron arrived in L.A. And that was supposed to be solved this year. Was not in game one here. Uh, also said LeBron greater than sign AD. Were you disappointed in what we saw out of AD in, in tonight's game? Um, um, I guess I will say yes, just because, you know, it is just not. How do I phrase this? Um. You do not want to see the guy that is supposed to be your number one option going forward to just basically not do anything in the mm-hmm. second half. Um, I, you know, as much as I would love to blame some of this as part of the coaching and, you know, just the looks that they were getting, I do think that at this point, AD needs to just basically say it or demand the ball on certain possessions. I think he's earned that right to do so. Um, cause I, I know AD is a good teammate. I know he likes to defer to other guys and, and let other guys, you know, get their own offensively. But in a game like tonight, it's just one of those things where you need your superstar to show up and, and basically assert his will. Um, cause defensively, I thought he was there, um, yeah. especially in the first half. Like I, I thought he was excellent. It's just the second half. Like, again, like we just can't keep having these moments of where is Anthony Davis, even though he's playing. Um, cause like, 
you know, he didn't score, but like even right now, I'm still trying to rack my brain for like a player or two that he made that I can go back to and say, you know what, like that was good. Like I to me, like he just kind of floated, it seems like in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah, and at the very least, even if you're missing shots, you would expect him to get himself to the free throw line, something like that. Now, there was a couple of times I thought he was fouled. I thought the, the second half was much better uh, officiated than the first half. The first half was atrocious. Um, the second half, though, was fine. There were a couple plays where AD, I did think, get, get bumped, got fouled, should have at least gotten to the free throw line. But some of this is on AD, too. Like, you, you can't, we can't go through this again, where you disappear for a half of a game or even a game on the, or a whole game on the offensive end. You've got to get the ball. And, and look, whatever teams are running, whatever teams are doing, they're fronting you, they're doing whatever they have to. Sometimes you got to say, I'm this good. Give me the damn ball and get out of my way. I agree. He is that level of talent, so he should be doing that. Drew Potter, not so fun fact. The Lakers haven't won a game on opening night since 2016-2017. That was when D'Angelo Russell was a Laker the first time. Still positives to take from this one. Still has the makings of a great roster. Yeah, agreed. agreed. They, they can get there. They did not get there opening night. They did not get there opening night. Uh, no more idols said, I am only here for the slander. Just kidding. Uh, there's plenty of that, I'm sure. Um, Kill Raven, got to give credit to Mike's exceptional timeout calls. I did um, call that out too. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it too when we were live over on playback. I said it's it's one of my pet peeves. I don't think Darvin Ham is, is a lot of people will go right to Darvin Ham and say, oh, he's a terrible coach. I don't think Darvin's a terrible coach, but my my biggest pet peeve with Darvin, it's watching other coaches put a stop to runs by using their timeouts and Darvin letting go of the rope just a little bit more than than I'd like. Sure. It's like the uh, the Phil Jackson school of thought of let the mm -hmm. players play through it, but um, different times we live in. And yeah, like I, I swear every single time Mike Malone called a timeout, the Nuggets scored on the ensuing play and ran on a run. I, I just yep. it, it happened almost every time, I feel like. And it was the Lakers would go on a 5-0 run. Boom, timeout. Nuggets would come right back. And that's exactly what they did last, last year. Uh, Mark Dagnall from the, the Thunder also does an excellent job of that. And his team responds very well. It's something that I, I was hoping to see more of with the Lakers this year, but um, you know, obviously it's still early. Uh, Wicked Bronco with a $50 super chat. Andy's a Lakers Nation uh, YouTube channel member. Man, coming up big. Uh, the fact that we come out and play like this after all the trash talk from the Nuggets since the Western Conference Finals makes it seem like this was just another game to the Lakers. It's embarrassing to hear the Nuggets fans chant, who's your daddy? Agreed. And if you're the Lakers, you've got to go out there and beat them. And that's where, again, I was expecting to see the Lakers a little fired up, a little pissed off in this game. And we didn't really see that. I don't think again, not that they played poorly in terms of energy, but I didn't see that kind of, Hey, this has been bugging us all summer. We're going to come out here and, and stick it to you kind of energy. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the whole even killed approach and not wanting to make team, uh, not to like make things too big of a deal right away. But um, yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear that the Lakers do not like the Nuggets. And we do know for a fact that all the trash talking bothered them. Uh, LeBron said so as much, too. I know D'Lo was asked about it yesterday, too, and tried to downplay mm -hmm. it. But it's just one of those things where I think the fan base is just going to take losses like these ones harder because they have to hear it now in the media cycle for the next however long until the Lakers yeah. play the Nuggets again. That part to me is the annoying part. But um I think if you just kind of zoom out and, and keep the big picture in mind, as long as the Lakers get to where we want them to go, losses like these, I'm, I'm going to be, it's going to be easy for me to forget them, but in the moment they're going to suck for sure. And I'm right there with everyone else right now. Yeah, for sure.
for sure. Uh, by the way, this is coming out of the postgame presser. Darvin Ham uh, asked if LeBron James playing 29 minutes will be a trend this season. He said, we'll see, but in all likelihood, yes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mm. So Lakers, you know, doing some things specifically to try to limit his minutes. Um, we'll get to an award next. But this comment, not trying to hear that game one nonsense. It's the matchup. We can't beat these guys. Can't make shots consistently. LeBron and AD can't execute. And the reason why we lose to these guys, Reeves needs to assert himself. Can't play like that. I think there's a lot that got wrapped up in in this one. But is this, I don't, like it is game one of an 82 game season. But at the same time, as I said, it's also the fifth time now that we've seen in a row that we've seen the Lakers lose to this team. And there were some habits that carried over some of the, the, the way the game played out, the, the game structure carried over despite new players coming in, despite having the summer to figure all this stuff out, to see essentially the same game script take place. There's, there has to be a level of concern with that, even though it is game one of an 82 game season. So I don't know, Matt, I'm trying to, I can't, panic over this and say oh my gosh i literally had people on playback say that i'm hoping they were being facetious but said blow it up right <laughs> um and i've got other people saying meh whatever it's game one it doesn't matter I, I i'm somewhere in between that and maybe that's why i'm not a hot take artist but i'm somewhere in the middle of those two extremes no i'm i'm right there with you um i think that people would like to see you know you and i and other people on the staff get a little bit more upset about losses like these um which i totally understand like look like i do not like losing one bit like mm -hmm. to see the lakers get within three four points late in the second half just to see them let go of the rope fall back behind double mm -hmm. digits can't get over it can't get over the hump now super annoying um it's like i was just watching like you know an extra game of the western conference finals like to me that is not fun so like i think when we make comments like it's just one game there's still time to make room for improvements and things like that that's just kind of us zooming out and you know trying to put things in perspective but that does not take away from the fact that losses like tonight are very very irritating and upsetting like absolutely i would just like to put that out in the air right now like 
you know, we are fans just like the rest of Lakers mm-hmm. nation. So we are, we are excited when they're winning and we're upset and downtrodden when they lose. But, um, you know, going back to the, the super chat, just about, you know, the matchup, I do think that the nuggets are a relatively poor matchup for just about everyone in the league. Um, especially considering they have the best player in basketball right now and Nikola Jokic. Um, I just don't, I don't think that's a hot take um you know for me like the nuggets floor is just so unbelievably high and their ceiling is enormous given the talent that they have and so Mm -hmm. for the lakers to basically hang around the game for most of the night and then you know obviously lose sucks but to me like you know there are still some positives to take away from this entire night and so again that's kind of where i'm at as far as it sucks to lose but you know this team is still very good um you know and trust me when i say this like when the lakers decide to blow out another team sometime in the regular season we'll be talking about them as if they were the best thing ever so again i'm just trying to stay as even killed as possible because i for sure cannot just be upset after every single loss this year because i would probably drive myself nuts Uh, absolutely absolutely and that's it and there has to be some you know uh, there's some professionalism too. We can't just come on here and scream and shout and be you know, angry, <laughs> throw things and stuff like that. Right. I mean, it's, it's certainly frustrating. There's no doubt. Um, but I, I kind of have to take a big picture view and, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be consuming some Dr. Peppers after, after this show. There's, there's no question. And, and take that. For, with, though? <laughs> yeah. That, that, so, <laughs> So here's this is just a little peek behind the curtain. During my my teaching days, when the teachers were all hanging out and there were kids when it were in earshot, we'd say, "Hey, you guys want to meet up this this season? We'll go or this uh, this weekend. We'll go grab some Dr. Peppers." Because then they, you know, right? Like, because you can't say what you really want. So oh, I'm going to say Dr. Peppers. Let's say Dr. Pepper. We're going to get through this that way. That's that's how we're going to handle this. Um, all right, let's get to this. Superstar of the night. Superstar of the night, the plop says the superstar of the night is LeBron. Are you in agreement with that? Who is the superstar of the night for the Lakers? Uh, yeah, I think it has to be LeBron personally. If we were giving out this award for just one half of play, then it would be Anthony Davis. But we do all fourth quarters here on the Lakers Nation podcast slash live stream postgame show. And I will mm-hmm. go ahead and go with LeBron James, who in 29 minutes still managed to score 21 points on efficient shooting. Looked great physically, which is personally my biggest takeaway from yep. the game. Uh, and yeah, you know, like I, I think everyone was clamoring for more LeBron, especially in the fourth quarter. I was too, but, um, you know, I, I still think that LeBron will be LeBron and tonight was just one of those games. And so, yeah, I I think he was superstar of the night tonight for sure. I agree. I also have to go with, with LeBron, um, mainly because of, again, the disappointment that AD, this is a problem in the postseason. It was a, it's been a problem since the Lakers played the Raptors towards the end of last season and the Raptors took them out of the game and other teams started to follow suit uh, with the way they structured their defense. Uh, AD disappearing for games or big stretches of games on the offensive end was a problem we hope to not see again this season. And unfortunately, that's the problem we got in game one. So I can't go superstar of the night. Uh, despite the fact that I thought he played well in the first half, I, I got to go LeBron with this one. Uh, Maddie James said this was a tough first game, but the fight of this team and how they looked was really encouraging. A lot of positives to build on. Were there some optimism? Yeah. Matt, Matt, what was what was the best thing? What was the best thing about this game from the Lakers side? Um, it's exactly what Maddie James just said. Um, I think one of the things that carried over from last season's team, and you saw that tonight, was that the Lakers just didn't roll over. Um, especially in the first quarter, right? Like they went down by like 18 points, I think. Um mm-hmm 
fought back, made it respectable. Nine points at halftime. Third quarter, same thing. Got all the way up within three to four points. And then even in the fourth quarter, um, to begin this, the to begin it, right? We got the um LeBron James like mini outburst. And you know, it looked like for a second, like, oh, here come the Lakers. And then yeah. Denver did its thing. But ultimately, you know, I have always enjoyed the Lakers when they decide to like, you know what, let's try to make this a game. Um, we've been down most of the night, but we're still going to kind of fight here and, and try to make this a, 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 you know, a winnable game for us. And so I, I'll always appreciate that about this team. I think, you know, former iterations of this roster, we hated when they would go down by like 10, 12, 15 mm -hmm. points. And then that was essentially the game. But the you fake know, comeback after that. Yeah. Fake comeback. Hashtag fake comeback. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, this team, again, still fights. I, I will like that. And there will be nights where the Lakers will be down going into fourth quarters where they'll win games. So. Um, you know, that's definitely a positive for sure. All right, let's get into this. Jay Jackson said last five losses to the Nuggets. D'Lo's kryptonite. Let's talk about D'Angelo Russell. I said going into this game, I wanted to see two things. Number one, by far, I wanted to see a Lakers win. But the second thing was for D'Angelo Russell, who took so much criticism, so much flack all summer, had Lakers fans saying, just let this guy go, despite the salary cap madness of, of doing something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought he looked great during preseason. Defensively, he was good. And uh, now in this game, we saw a little bit. It wasn't as bad, I think, as the Western Conference Finals was, where he just got played off the floor. But it's not like he came out and showed the Denver Nuggets what he's really got. Um, this was just not a great D'Lo performance. And so I was disappointed with that. What what do we take away from this? Is are the Nuggets just Delo's kryptonite? Is it a bad matchup? Is Delo not that guy? How are we feeling now? Yeah, I don't. It's it's kind of tough, right? Like, uh, uh, trust is really hard to build, and it's really easy to break. Um, so, you know, that's, we saw, that's a good way of putting it. Relationship advice there as well. You're welcome. That was the twofer. Um, yeah, no, look, um, we thought we saw D'Angelo turning a quarter in preseason. We were super excited. We were hoping that that would carry into the regular season. Um, and lo and behold, we kind of got another, I'm going to say sort of a dud from D'Angelo because I thought there were still some good things that he did on the floor, but ultimately just wasn't up to the level or standard that you're mm -hmm. hoping for. Um, so look, I'm, I'm going to give D'Lo not a pass per se, but I don't think he's going to be this bad for sure. Like, I think anytime you play the reigning defending NBA champions, you are going to probably struggle a little bit more against lesser competition. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with him. So, um, you know, even on Thursday, like I'm not going to give him a pass for that either, but let's just say like he, he has another kind of subpar game on Thursday. I know people will be calling for his head at that point, but yeah. uh, I'm going to give him some time. Um, and if this continues well into the season, then I will definitely have some concerns, but honestly, like playing the nuggets and all this other stuff, like I'm, it's just one of those things where I think he could have had a better night, but just didn't. You know, the unfortunate part, and again, he didn't have a great night tonight, but the unfortunate part about D'Lo is he could average 27-7 and seven on great percentages this season, and it won't matter. We're still going to have people saying he has to do it in the playoffs. Yep. And they're not yeah, wrong. They're that's not where wrong. we're at with him, yeah. yeah that's where he's got to prove himself. They're, they're not wrong, but... Um, but this was not the start. There's a lot of people who have been anti Delo who are taking victory laps right now. Um, again, I don't like victory lapping on players not playing well. Uh, nah. but this was not this was not the revenge game that we were hoping for from D'Angelo Russell. 
Uh, Mustafa Doty said, not going to lie, Darvin Ham, bad rotation and coaching. Proud of LeBron, Prince, D'Lo got too many minutes. Wood needs more minutes. Too much small ball. I don't know. How are we feeling about the 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 small ball that we that we saw? I thought there was uh, LeBron played a little bit of center, but that was when AD got in foul trouble at the end of the first half. Mm, yeah, I mean, I personally I didn't think the small ball was too too big of an issue. Um, I know like the second chance points for a while was was pretty lopsided, and so that was where it was a little concerning for me. But overall, I mean, like. When, when Jokic isn't out there, I, I think it's okay to kind of experiment with other lineups and not necessarily have two bigs out on the floor at all times. Um, I do, however, agree with the premise that I do think that the Lakers are better when they play with more size and physicality, especially yeah. in the front court. Um, like that was kind of their bread and butter in the playoffs last season. So, you know, from that standpoint, I would prefer it. But I mean, you kind of go down the options, right? Like Rui was just having a terrible offensive night. There's no Vanderbilt. I mean, Torian Prince was great. But after that, you know, like your options are going to be Christian Wood and yeah. Jackson Hayes. Um, I don't think we saw a lot of Jackson Hayes, if I remember correctly, in the second half. I think with the Lakers trailing, Darvin was trying to go out to more as his five-out offense and, and yeah. trying to score to get the Lakers back in the game. So I understood it from that point of view. But um yeah it's again just one of those things where the nuggets are a really really tough matchup i don't want to chalk it up to just that by any stretch but i do think that the coaching staff and darvin in particular is going to need some time to figure out how to best optimize this roster you know jackson hayes did get one minute of in garbage time in the fourth he played six minutes in the first half and he was actually the sub that went in prior to christian wood yep. but uh he got minutes ahead of christian wood but christian wood like I looked at what he did. There was even a possession too. He played 15 minutes, seven points, four boards. There was a possession where Christian Wood had to defend on the perimeter a little bit. And I don't remember if it was Aaron Gordon or who it was that was that was out there. And he actually did a good job shuffling his feet and staying in front. The stat line doesn't show it necessarily, but I thought he had a pretty solid performance, Wood did, in this game. So I, I'm, I came out of this fairly optimistic from him, but I, I do think that's something that I'd like to see the Lakers experiment more with is more of the the bigger lineups and, and kind of see what happens from there. Maybe a little bit easier to do, though, if and when Rui's having a better performance. And same thing when you get Jared Vanderbilt back, which, fingers crossed, hopefully that's going to be sooner rather than later. Yeah, agree with all of that. Um, I think just given who the Lakers had available tonight and who was even playing well or even decent, uh, I think kind of forced Darvin's hand a little bit, but that still shouldn't excuse you know what happened tonight. I do think that there are some tweaks the Lakers can definitely make, at least from a rotation standpoint. By the way, guys, if you haven't checked out the Lakers Nation uh, membership program, which I'm seeing there's there's some people who have joined up with new memberships. Uh, I'll put some of them up on the screen in just a moment. Check it out. We've got, I think, some pretty cool perks. Um, you can click that join button. There's also a link in the description of uh, all of our videos. Uh, I am, I've got, I even have a little surprise planned for members um, that I am going to unveil tomorrow. So just... Just something to keep in mind. It's it's one, I'm I'm really excited about it. Actually, I'm really excited about it. So, um, so that's coming out uh, tomorrow for uh, for YouTube channel members. So just just something, and, and everybody will get to enjoy it eventually. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic on it, though. Uh, let me say that. Let me say that. I can't say is, too much. Is it is it an Instagram follow? Because I'll let you goes right now. I Trevor did follow me back on Instagram, I, guys. It is not an Instagram follow. It is not an Instagram follow. I can tell you. I can tell you that it is an. It is, I'm I think, subbing. a cool opportunity to be involved in some of our content that had that popped up. Uh, yeah, 
That that's that's as much as I'm gonna say. I will reveal more tomorrow to YouTube channel members. Um and uh and again, everybody will get to check this out. Um, oh, I, I missed this one. The wicked bronco said, Why is Cam playing over Max? I get he played great defense, but on offense, he's a liability when paired with Gabe Vincent. Also, what was up with these minutes for Braun and Reeves? We barely saw them in the second half. So Austin Reeves in this game, I don't believe he was in foul trouble that I recall. He played 31 minutes. That's not terrible for his. I expected him to be more around 35, but sure. Um, Cam playing over Max. I was surprised by that one as well, but I think it comes down to the Lakers wanted somebody to try to slow down uh, Jamal Murray. Sure. And, and I thought Cam, and if that is the, the goal, Cam at what, 6'8", the pretty long wingspan, and has, I think, the better chance of doing that than Max Christie does. Max certainly has the better three-point shot. Max is a good defender in his own right, I think. But I thought Cam, again, I I would question why Darvin Ham was putting Cam on the floor when it happened. And I thought Cam proved me wrong. I thought Cam had a had a pretty good good outing in this one. Yeah, I would love to be wrong about Cam Reddish. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. That's that's when that's what I love it when I'm when I'm wrong, when I'm when I'm questioning a decision and then it totally works out for the team. I love that. Um I didn't even think he was that much of a liability on offense in this one. No, I I think he did about just what you would hope for him to do. Like I don't cuz I think the most annoying thing for me watching Cam in the preseason was him just chucking up shots um because i don't think yeah. he just knew what else to do with the ball but uh tonight i just figured he kind of let things come to him a little bit more naturally defensively i thought he played with some pretty good effort um there were a couple possessions i particularly liked on jamal murray with him chasing him around screens using yeah. his length to contest um stuff like that um i think that's where he has an edge over max personally um but i i also want to caution to you i don't think max is just out of the rotation i no. think he will definitely get minutes um i think this was darvin just kind of seeing what he has with a more known quantity in cam and and wanting to see how that played out. But I will just say that Max is going to get his opportunities at some point during the regular season. Just wasn't tonight. All right, let's get into this one. Um, star in your role. And then uh, I'm a little behind schedule here. So we'll do star in your role. And then in just a few moments, it's going to be everybody's favorite. The master lock of the night will vent, let out some of the frustration here. But let's do star in your role. Star in your role. All right. Of the other guys, not LeBron, not AD in this game, who do you think had the best night? I think there's a, a clear answer here. Yes, and I uh, would like to use this opportunity to proclaim my new Wesley Matthews, um, and his name Ooh. is Torian Prince. The new yes. Wesley Matthews coming from the Wesley Matthews stand of all Wesley Matthews stands. Yes. Wow. Um, so for anyone that is new to the Lakers nation channel podcast, um, Wesley Matthews is just a, a meme for me <laughs> in that, uh, that 2001 season, um, just because I appreciated how hard he played on the floor. Did he make a lot of shots? No. Did he, you know, really make an impact on most nights? Not really, but I always appreciated his effort. And so, uh, for me to call Torian Prince, my new Wesley Matthews is of the highest honor coming from Matt, the optimist Peralta. And I think he absolutely deserved it tonight with an 18 point performance four of six from beyond the arc, played some pretty solid defense. And I also think solidified himself as the fifth starter for so he is definitely my uh star in your role player for today yeah i uh i i can't disagree normally i would try to come up with another player but i thought torian prince was absolutely fantastic but he had moments too where it's not just he got hot from three 
He was attacking closeouts. He was getting into the paint, doing things there. There were some good moments defensively. Um, I, I liked what we saw out of Torian Prince in this one. He was uh, he was very good, and I thought he made a clear case to continue uh, starting uh, for the Lakers here. Uh, three Theory gifted a Lakers Nation membership, which is always cool to see. Just love you know the spirit of giving and all that. Fantasy Hoops NBA uh, became a member. Evan Sports Talk did as well. And so did uh, Chris Jones. Power Ranger. I like it. I like it. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. All right. Let's do a couple more questions and then we'll get into the master lock of the night. Um, let's go to this. Mamba mentality. The Nuggets want to be a Lakers rival. It's hilarious because we already have one. You have to be in the 17th chip club to be our rival. Still, this little beef is cute. Can't wait until they come to our home. Hopefully they show up. Are, are they rivals at this point? I mean, the Nuggets, let's look at it this way. Like in the early 2000s, I hated the Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah. Like that, that was a big deal. Sacramento gets Sacramento still hates the Lakers. I don't really care that much about the Kings now. I actually kind of cheered for them this last season. Same. Um, are the Nuggets more of a rival than the Kings were? Because the Nuggets did what the Kings never did, and that's actually beat the Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no, personally. Um, I just think we use the, the term rivalry a little too loosely nowadays. I just kind of feel like every time you get into one postseason, like a heated postseason series that suddenly everyone qualifies as your rival. Mm -hmm. uh, so to me, no. And I know some people will point out that the Lakers did play the Nuggets a few times um, in the 2000s in the playoffs. And, you know, maybe that's grounds to call it a rivalry. But to me, like, I think there needs to be a prolonged stretch that features a lot of the same players. Um, and you guys are constantly meeting in, in the playoffs or deep in the playoffs and you guys are taking turns beating each other. That That's kind of like where I'm at. And, you know, you threw shade at the Sacramento Kings. So I think it's only natural for me to throw some shade at the Los Angeles Clippers way because a lot of people yes. like to say those two teams are rivals when there is literally no rivalry other than they share an arena for at least one more season. So I agree with the comment. I legitimately think only the Celtics can say that they are the Lakers rival. I know that they haven't met in the final since 2010, but given the history between the two teams and how many titles they have between them, I think it's only fair to say that that is the only real rivalry the Lakers have currently. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Simply marvelous chiming in. We have to beat them for it to be a rivalry. Where, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? The, the Lakers have been kicking the Nuggets ass for years. Why do you why do you think the Nuggets fans hate the Lakers so much? Hell, it was it was only a few years ago that AD took down the Nuggets in Game Two with a with a buzzer beater and, and beat them on on route to a Lakers championship. The Nuggets hate the Lakers because the Lakers have beat the Nuggets for so many years, and that's part of what you're seeing coming out of Nuggets fans. They're celebrating because they're saying. We finally beat the Lakers. This has been a thing for a long time. Um, so if that's the standard, maybe it's a rivalry. But again, I think in terms of actual venom that fa that Lakers fans, from my perspective, have towards teams, it's the Clippers and the Celtics and a tear by themselves. The Nuggets are creeping up. At one point, the Suns were creeping up a little bit, maybe still are. But when the Lakers lost to the Suns in 01, uh, in 2021, I mean, 
in, in the playoffs uh, that was injury related that that started to become a little bit of a thing. But I still think it's Clippers and Celtics in a tier by themselves. I don't know what it is. I just can't get bothered by the Clippers that much. Like they flame out literally every single year. Um, to me, like, yeah, the regular season record against them sucks. But at the same time, like they haven't won anything yet. So I, I just can't be bothered. But like on the flip side, if the Celtics somehow win a title this year, I would be irate. Yes. Yeah. Like here's the thing. The the Clippers would make themselves annoying if they if they were to win a title. Sure. Agree. Right. And that that would be that would be a big thing. That would be a big thing. Um, the Celtics, though, would, winning a title would definitely bother me. So both of them would would bother me. The Cel the Clipper the Celtics would be more because that's the team that I really dislike. You know, the Clippers. It's more okay. They're going to be annoying all year about this. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sure. I, I mean, I also would like to recognize that there's probably a generational gap here too, right? For any new Lakers okay. fans born post 2010 um the celtics probably don't mean anything to you guys but um my generation at least is probably the last one that can legitimately claim the celtics as their least favorite team in the nba mm -hmm. also paul pierce sucks so <laughs> just like, need to throw that out there uh tully no calls on lebron drives or criminal again oh, this, that was is, this has been a thing for years now it's been a few years now where lebron doesn't get a lot of respect from the the officials anymore um, again, I thought the first the Nuggets were called for three fouls in the first half total, hmm. the entire first half, and they hacked the hell out of the Lakers on a bunch of plays with, with no whistle. Which, look, that's fine if you're going to call it the same both ways. I couldn't complain too much in the second half. There were some missed calls both ways in the second half. I thought it was more even. First half, I thought was officiated in favor of Denver, and, and that was frustrating to see. Uh, what was that two for where AD and Reeves both got like hacked? Yeah, it was back to back, and then it turned into a Nuggets bucket on the other end. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the second half. That was the second half. AD, that was the most egregious play of the second half. I think AD gets bumped out of bounds by Jokic as he's trying to shoot. Nothing. Reeves gets gets hammered as he's going up trying to shoot. Nothing. Nuggets have yeah. There's two Lakers on the ground, and so the Nuggets go down and get a, a layup or a dunk down going the other way. It's a big four point swing and an important moment. So that was in the second half, and that was bad, but. The first half was, I thought, consistently missed calls, whereas the second half, it was just that one really loud moment to me. You know, the funny thing, too, is that uh, do you remember that old saying, no blood, no foul? Um, yeah. AD actually did end up getting cut, which I thought was funny, and they still didn't call anything. So, you know. <laughs> they made him bleed his own blood, and he still didn't get a, get a they call. They made him bleed his own blood, if you know the reference, plus one to you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, let's 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 do this, because we're, we're already kind of heading in this in this direction. 
Master Lock of the Night. The Master Lock of the Night. For anybody who's new, by the way, I should have said this before, but for anybody who's new, welcome in. Um, the way this works is we take whatever was the most annoying thing from the game. Usually it's a player, sometimes not. But we take whatever's the most annoying thing and we put it in our good buddy Chris the Masterpiece Masters finishing hold, the master lock. So Matt, what are you master locking from this game? Yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot of worthy candidates for this award. Um, I think the easy one is obviously the officiating and the referees, uh, you know, like, but I, I'm going to try and stay away because I, to me, they're low hanging fruit. Um, I feel like I can probably point out a few calls every single game this year. So mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till it's absolutely egregious and it costs yeah. the Lakers a game like we saw last season. I don't know if you guys remember, but there are a lot of times the Lakers got screwed on like a last second call that ended up in a loss. So until four. we get that again, I'm going to wait. So um, look, I think Anthony Davis is a good candidate for this one, just given the disappearing act in the second half. Um, D'Angelo Russell, we've talked at length about. Even our boy Austin Reeves has caught some mm-hmm. flack. But I'm going to go in a different direction here. I think I'm actually going to go with Rui Hachimura. Um, mm-hmm. The reason being is that I know he's not a starter or anything, but the Lakers did commit a three-year extension to him to kind of be that bench scorer. Um, Darvin Ham even came out earlier this week saying that they wanted to bring him off the bench because they felt like they could extract more value out of him that way. Um, but tonight just did not get the job done. And honestly, like this has kind of been continuing on from the preseason. I feel like where the shot just has not quite been there for Rui. He doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be scoring in the same spots that he's, that we're normally accustomed to seeing him do that. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's kind of disappointing for me just because I think you were hoping to see Rui take that next leap. Um, also kind of hoping too that what we saw from the playoffs wasn't just, you know, this good stretch and, that's the best we're ever going to see from him. I was kind of hoping we'd get that version of him to start the regular season. So I guess from an expectation standpoint, he was a real letdown for me today. So that's why I'm going to go with Hachimura. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Um, I, I thought Rui, he, he didn't do much in this game, but that's kind of what we had the summer of hearing he's LeBron's understudy. He's yep. working with Phil Handy and, and all this stuff. I and mean, he was great in the playoffs. And now this is a few games in a row here when you include preseason where he just seems a little off and even and and kind of clunky at the rim where he puts a shot up at the bucket and you're like, ah, what was what was that? Are you mad at the backboard or what? You know what what happened here? Um, so that's yeah, that's not not ideal. So um, let's as far as my master lock. I oh and prototype. Say I'm you missed my super chat. No, I haven't gotten to all of them. Whatever one I ones I don't get to, well, I'll be able to get to on, on tomorrow's show. So just know I'm not gonna get to all of them. If I don't get to it, I'll get to it on tomorrow's show. So don't think I missed it or anything like that or didn't see it. I'm always way behind in the super chat, and then you know I'll get caught up over the uh the next show. But uh for my master lock, what I thought was the most annoying thing from this game, I gotta say. It was having to hear the chant at the oh, end. Oh, good one. That yes. that was that was certainly annoying. And I hope, if nothing else, that serves as motivation for this Lakers team, um, because you never want that. You never want to have a, this is a new rallying cry for Denver that's been born. We're going to now hear this for decades. It's going to be like beat LA, which, by the way, I always liked that you had beat LA was the chant from from Boston, and then I got picked up like everywhere else. And for the Lakers, it had a little bit more bite to it. It was Boston sucks. And now, of course, we've got 
you know, coming out of the show winning time, we've got a little, a little more rated R version that, uh, yeah. that we had there. But, but um, yeah, hearing that chant, that was, that was a, a tough moment and something that I would obviously prefer to, to not have to hear again from those, uh, those Nuggets fans. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of sucks because as a Laker fan, what are you supposed to tell them? <laughs> it's like yeah. a, it's like that meme of the the dude is like really angry, but he's like wearing a mask and it's like a smiling face, but you can tell he's just so upset. It's like, that's kind of like me when I was hearing the chances like, dude, I want to like say something, but I can't because the Nuggets are the reigning champions. They just beat the Lakers again. So it's like one of those things where it's like, we just have to wait for the Lakers to beat them in order to really like mm-hmm. get, our, get our licks back in. So um, I will say this, enjoy this Nuggets fans, like good for you guys. Um, obviously an exciting time for your franchise, um, but you know, um, one game. So we will just have to wait and see how this pans out. I've got some people in the chat asking why we're protecting D'Lo. Uh, did, did we? No, I, I thought we had said D'Lo had a, had a bad game. There were a number of things to pick from the master lock. Um, Many. Like if we said D'Lo, you could say, why Why are you not, why not 80? Denver, the Denver fans? You know, there were a lot of things. Yeah. There were a lot of things that we could have, that we could have said. Um, but yes, D'Lo, D'Lo, it was disappointing. The, the, the performance in this one was, was certainly disappointing. Um, oh, we've got some more people gifting memberships and some new members coming in. Again, always... Always cool to see. Well, welcome, welcome everyone to the collective Lakers post game group hug. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. We are. Um, this is where we can vent a little bit, and hopefully by the end we feel at least a little bit better. Although, let's face it, the only thing that's going to really make us feel better, it's a win over the Suns on Thursday. That's going to be. That's going to be the most important thing. Um, all right. Oh, this is good. Young West. AD was early for Halloween. He went as a ghost. Or he went oh, ghost. Man. <laughs> oh man. Do the Lakers play on Halloween? They don't. They don't. I don't think they don't. Yeah, they, they don't. do not. They do um, not. Well, that's good. That is good. That is good. Yeah. Uh, Ace of Hearts said, confident in this team, but how do our main guys outside of two starters shoot that bad against a mediocre best defense? On to the next one, I guess. Yeah, I mean... People say it's a make or miss league. Sometimes I think that's an oversimplification, but the Lakers shot 46% from the field and 35% from three, and the Nuggets shot 53% and 41%. Are are we sure the, the Nuggets are a mediocre defense? I think they are a pretty good defense. I think they are pretty good. Now, I they're not good at the rim. Jokic really does not want to contest at the rim. Um, so I'd like to see the Lakers take advantage of that a bit more. But even... Like the Nuggets took 91 shots, the Lakers took 90. The Lakers took 29 threes, the Nuggets took 34. Like they're this was really so much. The Nuggets made more shots. They executed better too, but they made more shots. Yeah, I think Denver's a little underrated defensively, personally. Um, I don't think they're gonna be world beaters, but I no. mean they've they've got positional size, they've got smart players, they've got the continuity chemistry factor, they've got a good head coach and Mike Malone, just a lot of all these things, but yeah. Um the Lakers will just need more than LeBron and AD to show up mm-hmm. to win games against good teams. I think that is an oversimplification, but I also think it's true. <laughs> uh, Travel and repeat said AD equals always disappearing. Uh, she said starting to just think this team is our kryptonite. Well, I hope that's Shh. not the case. Same. Oh, I forgot about this. It oh, all the, no. the, the mess of everything. I forgot. Master locked the refs for the Aaron Gordon dunk. Oh, yeah. 
when Aaron Gordon went up and grabbed onto the rim and then dunked it, I could, I, I totally forgot about that play uh, and the refs just missed it. Just completely missed it. And yeah. It was LeBron was a mad big moment too. Yeah. LeBron was upset. He, he even called for it immediately um, saying to like review it and, and the basket shouldn't have counted, but yeah. Um, yeah. Just not a good night for the, uh, the old referees, um, which I think you can say almost every time the Lakers lose, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Wicked Bronco saying people will say it's just game game one <laughs> if i hear matt say that i'll lose it you don't let a team trash you like denver has all off season and come out like this nuggets embarrassed us that again that that was my frustration from this game aside from you know the denver fans getting to chant and all that kind of stuff but i expected like sometimes you just know when a team's angry, a team's going to come out motivated and all that. I expected to see that out of the Lakers. And it's not like I'm coming out of this game saying the Lakers no-showed, the Lakers didn't try or any of that. No, they did. But they didn't come out like a team that was angry, like a team that was upset, that that was bothered by what had happened last year. They came out and they played like a team that wanted to win, but not like a team that was desperate to win. Sure. I can agree with that. Uh, to the comments point, um... <laughs> Look, um, I know we like to say it is just game one at the third. And really, when I'm trying to say it's just game one, what I'm really saying is there is a lot of season left. And so mm -hmm. I don't think it's it's really more so a response to anyone that's trying to convince you know themselves that the Lakers season's already over because it is very much not. So that's really what I meant. That should not take away from the fact that the Lakers could have and should have played better than they did tonight. And a mm -hmm. win would have been very, very nice to kickstart the 2023-2024 season. Um, so yeah, like I'm just hoping that the Lakers learn from this game, take it into Thursday at their home opener, beat the Suns, and then whenever they see the Nuggets again, they beat them then too. That would be my 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 very strong preference. That would be absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh one problem with his defense that is not mentioned often is lackluster closeouts. It killed us in this game, and it's been an issue for a few years. Yeah. Uh, they were really good defending the three last year. But I do think the closeouts were a little rough. And part of that is Denver's offense is really good at finding open looks. And they have guys that will knock down those open looks. So it especially stands out. But it, it's something to keep an eye on. I'd have to go back and really look at it to see if the closeouts were particularly bad or if Denver is just really particularly good at hitting shots anytime they have any kind of an opening. Uh, you know, I mean, the, I, I, I looked at this question and Amelia, my first thought was that um, of the reason why the closeouts might have looked late was because I think in the second half, you saw the Lakers do a lot of more. Um, they did they did a better job of sending help, I think, toward Jokic whenever he caught the ball, wherever he was mm -hmm. on the floor, even pre-catch. I think Sean even tweeted this out now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but more so the fact that, you know, when you send help like that, there's obviously going to be an extra guy open. Jokic is probably the best passing big man ever and arguably the best passer in the nba currently so you know anytime you send an extra body toward him he's going to find the open guy and then for the nuggets it's as simple as swing 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 and you've got an open shot so when you've got the defense scrambling in this case the lakers scrambling and rotating behind the play they're going to look late but in reality that's just kind of the nature of the beast when you've got someone like Jokic who can kind of command the offense from any spot on the floor so mm -hmm. I think this will be another good thing to look at for two for Thursday when you got to play the Suns, who will try to stretch out the Lakers to all hell and and torch them from the perimeter. So I think that'll be another thing to watch out for for the next game. That's fair. That's fair. Certainly, certainly something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, M. Dread said we just can't beat them plain and simple. 
Jokic. Well, we'll see what happens in the future matchups here. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's five in a row. Not not ideal. Not ideal. Uh, Jesus, there's 81 games left in the season. It ain't that serious. Got to win the turnover battle. I think they did. Uh, bench needs to do better. Master lock the refs. The amount of hits that Reeves and LeBron got no called. BS. Austin Reeves, start him next game. Yeah, I'm assuming they will start Austin Reeves. Um, the turnover battle. Did the Lakers lose? It was 11 to 11. It was a tie in turnovers. To be fair, they didn't win it. They didn't win it. I guess that that is fair. They did not win the turnover battle. Um, yeah. Again, plenty to improve upon. Is there anything that you saw that the Lakers need to improve upon where you just go, well, they can't do that? Huh. Um, it's going to sound like a cop-out answer, but I think you've already been talking a lot about just the uh, the mentality or the uh, the aggression level, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. cut the gates. Because, um, look, I, I think the first six minutes was really even. Um, I, the first thing I noticed was the pace of play was just nuts. Like basket, yeah. basket, basket, miss shot, run, basket. Like, and then the game kind of slowed down, and that's when I think you start to see the Lakers. Like, I don't know if they were tired or what, or like the adrenaline was just it, it had naturally like kind yeah. of petered out a little bit. But that's when I started to see them, you know, kind of let their foot off the gas pedal, and that's when Denver just took advantage. So, um, you know, I can't really speak to the schematic things too much, but I would like to see, you know, just the general approach to start games be a little bit better. We're used to seeing this team start games slow. So I would like to see like the urgency just from the opening tip, as opposed to when they're down like 12, 15 points and need yeah. to make a comeback. Um, that is definitely something I think can be remedied pretty easily. Yeah. In the early going in the game, it felt like the Lakers came out with their foot on the gas and the Nuggets just kept answering. Yep. And you were just waiting to see which offense was going to cool off first, and it was the Lakers. And the Lakers went through a like I think they laid what twenty points at the end of the first quarter. Yep. Um, the Lakers suddenly they went from red hot to ice cold in a moment, and the Nuggets just didn't stop. They just kept going. They they continued to have uh, the ability to just knock down shots all, all game. So, um, okay, we're gonna do a couple more, and then we're gonna uh, throw to Sean, who's got the Lakers Nation post post game show, which will start up right away. Let's finish with this one again. Super chats. If I didn't get to it again, appreciate all the super chats coming in, all the questions, all the comments. I will get to them on tomorrow's show. So just be on the lookout for that. And again, welcome to all of the new Lakers Nation YouTube channel members. I got some stuff planned for you guys tomorrow that I'm excited about. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but again, thank you everybody for, for joining. Uh, Face Reality said Delo should be averaging 19 points per game minimum. No excuses. I don't think on this team that's realistic for him to put up 19 per game. Same. I think there's just I mean, too many too mouths high. to feed. Yeah. What's what's realistic though? Yeah, like what's a good season for D'Lo? What's a realistic points per game average? Uh, I'd say anywhere between 14 and 16 would be nice. And the reason why it, it might look a little low is because I'm expecting more of a leap from Austin Reeves. So. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, I, I just think that there's just not going to be enough touches to go around unless D'Angelo is just super hyper efficient with all of his looks. But I think that 14 to 16 spot is pretty nice with, you know, five, six, maybe even seven assists at most. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be good for him just because, again, like the Lakers have got more options now. He doesn't need to be like, you know, that quote unquote third scoring um, option. I think they've got Reeves. They've got hopefully Riri Hachimura who can do some more things and then just more offensive burden for for ad to carry so that that's where i'm at on d yeah agreed i just don't think 
I think that's setting the 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 bar a little bit too high for him. I still think we're going to get a good D'Lo season. I still believe it's been one game. I think we're going to get a good season from D'Lo. Let's let's hang in there. Let's hang in there. All right. Um, again, thank you everybody for joining for Lakers Nation Live. Uh, Sean Davis is coming up next year to do the Lakers Nation post post game show. He's going to dig into some of the analytics, advanced stats, dig into what's working, what's not for the Lakers, and everything in between. Matt, thanks so much for coming on here, man. This was this was as fun as a loss can be, I guess. Always always enjoy your optimism and uh, getting to chat basketball with you. Oh, absolutely, Trevor. You know I am absolutely on call for you whenever the Lakers decide to lose. <laughs> so <laughs> um, hopefully I don't make too many appearances on the postgame show for that reason. But um, everyone out there listening, um, thanks for tuning in. Um, and just remember, long season. This team is still good. Don't, don't you know do anything drastic we're not blowing up the team we're gonna hold strong and we're gonna we're gonna wait for better days to come all right all right i like it i like it the measured optimism there from matt peralta all right everybody thank you again for joining us up next we've got sean davis podcast listeners that's gonna do it for now make sure you give us that five-star rating and review over on apple podcast spotify great way to help out the show everybody else watching on youtube if you guys wouldn't mind before i go hit that like button for us let's get this video out to as many people as we can. All right, next up is Sean Davis. Thanks, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.